Welcome back to The Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hale. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. Right now, on most days, we're working our way through the book of 1 Peter, but as you know, if you've been listening and as you're about to learn, if you're a new listener, Wednesday is Westminster Wednesday, and so we take a break from looking at 1 Peter and work. we're working our way through the Westminster Confession, just looking at it devotionally and understanding, helping us learn what it, what it teaches and what our denomination believes and how that matters for life. We're going to wrap up the first chapter of the Westminster Confession, which is a chapter on the Holy Scriptures, laying out the various doctrines that we believe about the Bible. And so today we're going to look at paragraphs 9 and 10, and we're taking these two paragraphs together because they set out a similar idea applied in two different directions. The idea that they set out is that Scripture is the final authority. This is an idea that we have already seen in looking at Westminster Confession chapter 1, but they take this idea and they apply it in two different directions. It's the final authority in interpreting Scripture, and it's the final authority in interpreting life. So uh, we're going to look at these together. Let me pray for us and then I'll read chapters 9, I'm sorry, paragraphs 9 and 10 of chapter 1. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for clear statements about your word and how we are to understand your word. We thank you that these clear statements in their best forms don't exalt themselves but actually drive us back to your word recognizing its authority over all things. We ask, Father, that we would learn that well and learn to look to your word, even as your spirit enables us. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, who is the living word. Amen. This is what Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 1, paragraphs 9 and 10 say. The infallible rule of interpretation of Scripture is the Scripture itself. And therefore, when there is a question about the true and full sense of any Scripture, which is not manifold but one, it must be searched and known by other places that speak more clearly. Paragraph 10. The supreme judge by which all controversies of religion are to be determined and all decrees of councils, opinions of ancient writers, doctrines of men, and private spirits are to be examined and in whose sentence we are to rest can be no other but the Holy Spirit speaking in the Scripture. So these two paragraphs, as I said, uh, set out a similar principle and then apply it in two different ways. And the principle that they set out is the authority of Scripture. And then it applies it in two different ways. Paragraph 9 reminds us of this basic first rule of hermeneutics, the first rule of, of how we interpret the Bible, and that is that the Scripture interprets itself. Here's what that means. When we come to some difficult passage of Scripture, the first thing that we need to do is understand that Scripture in light of the rest of the story, in light of other Scripture. So when we come to to something that is less clear, we seek to understand it in light of passages addressing similar ideas or similar doctrines or similar points that are more clear. That's the A number one rule of interpreting the Bible. When when you read the Bible on your own and you come to something that is difficult, the number one thing you should do is try to understand it, understand that difficult passage 
in places that speak more clearly about similar ideas or, or even the very same idea. Peter may speak more clearly on some issue than Paul or, or vice versa. The Old Testament might, might make something clear that is announced in the New Testament and vice versa. And so that's the number one rule of interpreting Scripture, that Scripture interprets itself. And so when we come to difficult passages, we can come up with all kinds of fantastic explanations in light of ancient Near Eastern you know, ways of life or, or, or what was going on in the first century or any other number of things. But the number one rule is how does Scripture deal with those issues? We're prone to come up with all kinds of fantastic explanations that at times ignore very helpful statements from, Bi- from the Bible about these particular doctrines that, that shed light on these more difficult doctrines. So that's the number one rule, that, that Scripture is the authority in interpreting Scripture. This isn't setting up some kind of circular argument. This is simply recognizing, just like when we come to any book that we read, what's your favorite book to read? Maybe it's some C.S. Lewis work or, or, or Tolkien work. or I mean, that, those two right there cover like 98% of Presbyterians' favorite books. But maybe it's one of those two works. Let's say you're working your way through Tolkien's trilogy and you come to some passage and you're like, man, I don't remember what's going on here. This seems like there's something important happening and th- that's key to the story. Well, what you need to do is, is kind of think back through the story and what led to that point and, and, and what are the, the character developments and the plot developments and, and all of these things that brought you. And that's what's going to shed light on this thing that you maybe don't understand. That's just the normal way to read a book. That's the normal rate, way really to read anything. The, the Westminster Confession reminds us that there's not some like totally unique spiritual, unheard of, hermeneutic, or, or rule of interpret, interpreting the Bible. No. When we come to something difficult in the Bible, we, we need to think about it in, in terms of the rest of the story, other passages that speak to the same thing, character development, plot development, all of those ideas. So Scripture is the authority when we're trying to interpret Scripture. That's the number one rule. Now, I get it at times. We, we need further help. And, and because there's this great, you know, many thousands of year distance between us and different biblical authors, we, we sometimes need to be reminded of first century settings and, and all of those things. And that's fine. But the first rule, the most basic rule, where we start is letting Scripture speak to itself. Paragraph 10 makes a similar uh, statement the supreme judge, and then it gives all of these examples. The supreme judge, by which controversies of religion are to be determined, and all decrees counsel, decrees of councils, opinions of ancient writers, doctrines of men, private spirits, the supreme judge by which those are to be examined, and whose sentence we are to rest, is the Holy Spirit speaking through Scripture. So again, the, the confession sets Scripture up as the authority. Now here's here's why this is one of my favorite sections of the entire confession. Uh, Paragraph 9 and 10 of chapter 1 taken together. Why it's one of my favorite sections of the entire confession. 
because it reminds us that we do have something authoritative on which we can lean to understand scripture and to understand life, to understand theology, to to interpret things that are given to us. But it also exhibits a certain humility. Notice the decrees of councils are subject to scripture. That would include the Westminster Confession of Faith and the larger and shorter catechisms. This was a decree of a church council. This was the the work that this church council put out, and it's submitting itself to Scripture. See, sometimes there's an idea that comes out in uh, Christianity, and especially in American Christianity, it seems, this idea of no creed but Christ, no book but the Bible. Well, there's the obvious problem that that in itself is a creed, But there's also just a basic misunderstanding of the role that creeds and confessions play or should play in the life of a church. We we don't accept the the Westminster Confession of Faith and the larger and shorter catechisms as authoritative or or as clearly speaking uh, about what is true in place of Scripture. They, They are always, by their own admission, subordinate to Scripture. What we have in the Confession of Faith and the Catechisms, what we have in in these documents that make up in part the Constitution of the Presbyterian Church in America is merely what we believe to be a clear statement of doctrines that are found in Scripture. The number one rule of interpreting Scripture isn't the Westminster Confession of Faith or the larger and shorter catechisms. In fact, it's just the opposite. The the catechisms, the confession, sit subordinate to, under the authority of, the Holy Bible, the Word of God, Scripture itself. But notice what else it says. So do private spirits. This is a a big issue in uh, kind of a lot of contemporary Christianity where we have this idea that if if I just add, well, the Spirit led me to do X, Y, or Z, then, then I'm, I'm unchallengeable. No one can say anything to me. But this, the confession reminds us that's actually not true. The Spirit is never going to lead us contrary to His Word. Remember, the Bible, as the confession is already laid out, as we read in the book of Hebrews and and as we see in 2 Timothy, the Bible is the word of God. That's what has been breathed out. And so when we try to act like some private spiritual leading can lead us in a way that is contrary to what scripture teaches us, we divide God against himself or we admit that we're not actually serving the God of the Bible. That it's not actually the Holy Spirit who is guiding us. Those are really the only two options. Because the Holy Spirit isn't going to lead us contrary to what he has already led men to reveal to us about God. So even our private spirits, our our private kind of things where we attach that must be subject and, and can be, you know, interpreted and understood in no other way than in light of the Spirit speaking 
through and in the Holy Bible, the scriptures, the very words of God. So the confession sets up this idea of the authority of scripture and applies it both in interpreting scripture and in interpreting life and theology. Scripture is the authority and the spirit leading us to understand it is where we must return again and again. This is why churches must come back to the Bible and and give their people the word of God week after week, study after study, because that is the authority for life. Scripture is the authority for faith. May we together learn to rest in what God has shown of himself by his spirit in his holy word. Amen.